Hey there, and welcome to the Rock Reavers podcast. Here we are all about believing and proclaiming the word. We're totally given to true worship and obedient in taking the gospel to the nations through missions. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you'll be blessed by this message. This one cannot be edited because you have it. Lift it up as we say our statement of belief. I am a winner, let's go. I am a winner and not a loser. I am a victor and not a victim. I have changed my mind and my attitude to reflect what God says about me. My faith is built on God's word. I can do all that God says I can do. Nothing is impossible from this moment on for I'm a new breed, a new kind, a remnant, and I am after my purpose. The book of John chapter number one, I feel so good that I'm not holding a microphone in my hands. I am holding what matters. Glory to God. John chapter number one. Are you ready for the word of God? And we are going to read it from verse number 33 to verse number 42. So I will read that for you. Then we shall read together. Today we are doing quite some reading. Then we shall go to the book of Luke chapter number four. The Holy Spirit is coming to you now because he's here. Glory to God. I'll get it shortly. Don't worry. Luke chapter 4 from verse 33 crossing all the way to chapter 5 verse number 13. So we'll do quite some reading. So I'm going to read for you John chapter which chapter was it? Where is it? It's because my wife is not here today. She passed her greetings. Glory to God. I'm reading John chapter 1 from verse number. Is it number 33? The Bible says, in the King James Version, please, in the K. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Verse 35. Again the next day, after John stood and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Verse 38, then Jesus turned and saw them following and said unto them, what seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, which is to say being interpreted master, where dwellest thou? Verse 39, he said unto them, come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. Verse 40, one of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Verse 41, he said, he first findeth his own brother Simon and said unto him, we have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, thou art Simon, the son of Jonah, thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. Glory to God. Luke chapter number 4. Pick it up from verse number 33 in the King James Version. Do we have it? 
Glory to God. Look, there it is. Can we read it together, please? In a goat, there was a man which had a spirit of and cried out with a loud voice. Come on, read with me. Saying, let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. Verse 35. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him into the midst, he came out of him and hurt him not. Verse 36. And they were all amazed and spake among themselves, saying, What a word is this? For with authority and power, he commanded the unclean spirits, and they come out. 37. And the fame of him went out every place of the country round about. And he arose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house. And Simon's wife's mother was taken with a great fever, and they besought him for her. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her, and immediately she arose and ministered to them. Now when the sun was setting, all they in the sick with diverse diseases brought them unto him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And devils also came out of many crying out and saying, Thou art the Christ, the Son of God. And he rebuking them, suffered them not to speak, for they knew that he was Christ. And when it was day, he departed and went into a desert place. And the people sought him and came unto him and stayed him and not depart from them. And he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the sick also, for therefore am I sent. And he preached in the synagogues of Galilee. Chapter 5, verse 1. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost. Chapter 5, verse 1. This is verse chapter 4. No problem. Let's go to chapter 5, verse 1. Glory to God. We'll read chapter 5 from verse 1 to verse number 13. There it is. Let's go. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Genesaret and saw two sheep standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net brake, glory to God. And they beckoned unto their partners which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished at all that were with him, and fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth 
thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. And it came to, I think that we can stop there, verse 11. Praise the name of the Lord. Why don't you say a loud amen, amen as you take your seats in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. John the Baptist was sent by God to become the forerunner of Jesus Christ. And the Bible tells us that he would go before Jesus in the spirit and power of Elijah to prepare the way for the Lord. And we know the story that John the Baptist was conceived six months before Jesus, the Son of God, was conceived. And the Bible tells us that John the Baptist, in the days of his teenage and in the days of his early ministry, he actually went to the wilderness until the time of his revelation was to come. This was the prophet that went to the wilderness and he went there to wait for the opportune time that he would introduce Jesus, the son of the living God. Remember, he was the forerunner and he went to the wilderness. The Bible tells us that he began there what I would like to call the first ministry of holiness and repentance, if you like. And he began Jordan Baptist Church or he began John the Baptist Ministries International and he was calling people to repentance and his symbol of repentance is that everybody has to be baptized glory to God and so when they were coming to him the Bible says that he baptized them and he told them repent because the kingdom of God is at hand glory to God and we know that the kingdom of God is not the kingdom without the king himself and if the king was coming being introduced by John if the king was coming definitely he was coming together with his kingdom so he was telling them that I baptize you with water but among you there stands one that is mightier than I the tongues of whose sandals I am not worthy to un unleash. He shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with water and, so he, and with fire. And so he was there at the Jordan and he was baptizing and people were coming to be baptized one by one. They came and they confessed all their sins and they were dipped in the water. What they did not know is that no amount of water can take your sins away. Am I speaking in this church? There is no amount of baptism that can take your sins away. And if you are baptized when you are young, I keep saying Pastor Kev, that your sins were not forgiven when you are baptized. The priest just washed your face and saved your mother the core or the chore if you like. Glory to God. It is not the waters of baptism that takes away your sin. It is the blood of Jesus that takes away your sin. Are you born again? Don't say man of God I was baptized when I was young. Listen to me. Water, it cannot take away your sin. Hallelujah. The baptism of John was to introduce Jesus into the stage of the kingdom of God. And so John was doing his ministry and one day when he was baptizing, there came a person. And when he looked at him, the Bible says that the heavens were open unto John. Glory to God. Because where Jesus is, the heavens are open. Am I speaking in this church? And the heavens were open unto him. And John had an open heavens experience because he first encountered the Trinity together before anybody else. He had the voice of the Father speaking. And he had the Son in the water. And he saw the Holy Spirit 
spirit coming the father the son and the spirit playing together because the king of the kingdom had arrived on the earth glory to God and so when he was there the voice said unto him this is my son in whom I am well pleased and he baptized him and let me tell you if the work of John was to introduce Jesus the introduction had already been done and so the spirit that came on John was transferred to John to Jesus Christ meaning pastor Stan that the ministry of John the Baptist had come to an end he handed over the matters of the kingdom to the one that was greater than he am I speaking in the house of God and so Jesus comes and is baptized and he goes away and the Bible says man of God that the next day John saw Jesus coming unto him listen to me when Jesus came to be baptized for the first time John did not know that it was him the Messiah they were waiting for it had to take an atone heaven and an open heaven for him to know that this is the one because the Jewish men they dressed the same and John the Baptist had done John the Baptist ministries international at John the Baptist Church many years and the men looked the same but this particular day there came a man that was not the same and the heavens were open unto him, Pastor Des, and said, this is the guy that you have been waiting for. The next day, he saw the same guy that he had baptized. And John was there with his disciples. Let me not get into a little bit of Bible school and theology, but for you to become a disciple of a rabbi, you must have undergone some rituals or some process of becoming a disciple. That is why even in our churches today, for you to become a member or for you to be recognized, you have to go through some discipleship class or some teaching so that you are baptized and then you identify with the local church. And so the Bible says that John stood there with two of his disciples glory to God and the Bible says that John saw Jesus coming to him and he pointed to Jesus and said behold the Lamb of God Pastor Stan I like Pastor John the Baptist because he's doing what, what many pastors do not do he pointed his church to Jesus Am I speaking in the house of God? Glory to God. True pastors of the type of John the Baptist, they don't point you to themselves. They don't point you to their car. They don't point you to their exploits. They don't point you to their anointing. They don't point you to their mantle. They point you to the anointing giver. They point you to the mantle giver. They point you to the car giver. Am I speaking in the house of God? They point you to the exploits giver. And John the Baptist, after running a, a Baptist church for many years, he decided to seed his church to Jesus and he said I was born for that guy over there now that he has come and he has taken over I have no business with you and John lost his local church to the person that matters yes, and pastors should seed their churches to Jesus uh, a pastor who has sent people to Jesus has less problems and has less prayers to make at night and receives less phone calls glory to God because if I point you to Jesus you are going to be self-reliant I wish I got a better amen in this church hallelujah he pointed them to Jesus and the Bible says that the two of the disciples Andrew was one of them they abandoned their pastor and they followed the one their pastor was born for 
They left the signboards and entered the building. Yes, sir. Because John was the signboard and Jesus was the building that the signboard was pointing to. Glory to God. And I pray that God will raise many men and women who are not going to point people to themselves. They are going to point people to Jesus. Glory to God. And the Bible says that when they were following Jesus, Bible tells us, man of God, Pastor Stan, that Jesus turned around and asked them, what is it that you are looking for? Yes, because Jesus is not desperate for numbers. Let me come this side. Glory to God. He's not, he's not desperate for the next church member. He wants to know what is your motive of following me. Of course, he's God and he's omnipotent. But he wants you to confess and say what you are looking for. And their pastor had said, that is the Lamb of God. And they followed him and they said, we want to know where the Lamb of God lives. Lord, where do you dwell? They were not interested in what Jesus can give. I wish I was preaching in this church. They were not interested in the blessings that Jesus could give. They were not interested in the blessings he could give. They were not interested in the healing he could give. They were not interested in the anointing he could give. They were interested in where he lives and where he dwells. Because if I know where the giver lives, I would rather have the giver than the giving. Ah, let me come this side. Glory to God. If I know where the blesser lives, I would rather be next to the blesser all the time than to go to a prayer mountain and seek for a blessing. Because where the blesser is, the blessing is also is. But I'm not sure where, where the blessing is, whether the blesser is there. I want the one that gives and not the, one, not the things that he gives. He said, Master, where do you dwell? We want to know your abiding place. We want to know your address. We want to know the address of God. And I came this morning to say that Jesus is God's address. Ah, let me come this side. Jesus is not in Jerusalem. God is not in a prayer mountain. God is found in Jesus. In the flesh, glory to God. And when you are where Jesus is, you are where God is. Glory to God. If he's in your house, God is there. If he's in your office, God is there. If he's in your car, God is there. You don't need to look for God. When you have Jesus, you have the God that made everything on earth. Hallelujah. You don't need to look for a pastor to reach Jesus. I said you don't need to look for a prophet to see Jesus. You don't need an apostle to see Jesus. When you come to Jesus, you have come to the God that made you in his image and likeness. Am I speaking in Rivers Church? Hallelujah. And he said, come and see. Because when you ask God for his address, he will for sure tell you, come and see. The Greek word for the sea is not come and use your eyes to see. It's come and experience it. Glory to God. And the Bible says, Joel, that they went with him and it was about the 10th hour, 4 p.m., and the Bible says the following day, remember two of the disciples that abandoned Pastor John to follow Pastor Jesus. They went with him and they were with him from 4 p.m. up to the following day. Glory to God. And they, were, they spent one night with the king. Somebody already got the revelation there. When they went to the address, Jesus was not speaking in that house. Jesus didn't conduct a service in that house. Jesus did not conduct miracles in that house. He just abode with them. And the following morning, the experience was too much for Andrew. And he woke up and said, I must go home and tell my brother Simon. Because when you spend one night with the king, you become a family evangelist. Am I speaking? Uh, and I pray. 
pray that God today will raise Andrews that will go and bring their brothers to Jesus. Amen. My goodness for you to have the Andrew anointing of bringing your brother and bringing your sister and bringing your mother to Jesus. You just need to spend one night with him and that impartation will happen unto you and you will have a revelation of who he is and you will know that he is the Messiah that we have been waiting for. The wait is over somebody. The Messiah has come. The Christ has come and that impartation comes upon you and you wake up in the morning and say this is what I have experienced tonight my brother Simon must experience it hallelujah and I pray that God will raise Andrews in Rivers Church in the name of Jesus the Son of God that you, you will not have the obligation of leading Simon to Jesus. You will just go to Simon with that anointing that was on Andrew and tell Simon, come and see. We have found the person you are waiting for. Don't wait anymore. The wait is over. Glory to God. And he took Simon to Jesus. The Bible says he took his brother Simon to Jesus. All you need to do, Pastor Des, is to bring your brother to Jesus. Jesus will do the rest. I wish I was preaching to people who want their siblings to be born again, who want their mothers to be born again, who want their fathers to leave alcohol and to be born again. When you spend time with Jesus, there is something that happens to God's Andrew that he's able to go to the house and say, come and see what I have seen. And let me tell you, church, it is impossible for you to take people where you have not been. I don't know if I'm preaching in this house. Andrew was there for, 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 I don't know whether it is 12 or 14 hours, I do not know. But he took his brother where he has been. It is time that we stop becoming signboards pointing to people where they should go and we remain in the same place. We have to go in there to the address of God and his name is Jesus Christ. And once we experience him, we will come out with an authentic testimony. Am I preaching in the house? We will come with a true testimony when we tell somebody come to Jesus they are not going to come to a place you are pointing to they will come to a place that you have been to glory to God and the Bible says concerning pastor this the Bible says that Jesus saw Simon coming to him they didn't greet each other they didn't say Shalom Bible says that Jesus saw Simon and said, Thou art Simon, son of Jonah, or Simon Bar-Jonah. And from today, I'm paraphrasing, your name shall not be Simon, but Cephas, or Kephas, whichever you like. That when you come to him, he begins by changing your name. Yes, ah, let me come this side. There are people who want to retain their traditional names. There are people who want to retain the names they were given by their bosses or by their fathers and their grandmothers. Let me tell you, when you come to Jesus, he changes your identity. That you stop being Simon. You become the rock upon which he will build his church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. Jesus did not ask Simon Peter to confess his sins. We are going to see later that Simon Peter confessed his sins after Jesus had done a miracle in his life. God is sovereign. 
rain. And God can call you. And God can call out the rock in you. He can call out the kephas in you. He can call out the Peter in you. Without your involvement, church of God. He came there and said, thou art Simon. But from today, I have changed your name. Do I have people in this church whose Jesus name, Jesus has changed their name. And if you do not know that, I want you to know that God can change your identity. Because when you are talking about name, we are talking about identity. Glory to God. That is why your ID is called an identity card. And the first thing there is your name. Ah, hallelujah. Jesus is the identity changer. Jesus is the name changer. Why don't you remember the woman that had an issue of blood? Luke writes that he was the woman that had the issue of blood. But when he was brought to Jesus, his name was changed, Pastor Kev. And Jesus said, daughter of Zion, go because your faith has made you whole. He came as a woman known for her issue, but she left a daughter of Zion. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what your mother said. It doesn't matter. Let me come where you are. Because there are people who are told they will never become anything. Let me tell you, they are about to experience the biggest wedding in Nairobi. <laughs> this side is where people want to get married. Let come here. Hallelujah. They say that you cannot run a business. But I have encountered the name changer. And whichever name you gave me, I'm sorry, yo. It is being overturned from Simon to Kephas. If you met me last week, let me tell you, I am not the person you met last week. Because my name has changed. Hallelujah. Do I have people here who believe that God has changed their name? Let me tell you, the name your grandmother gave you has lost its power. And now you have the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Let me tell you something. You know, when God met Abram, he was called Abram. Hey. And then they had some conversations. And you know, God's name is Yahweh. Yod, I don't want to get to the Hebrew. That is the Y, the W, and the H. And they went, when they were conversing, Pastor Days, God took the H out of his name and he inserted it in the Abraham and he became Abraham. Meaning that when you begin to encounter him, he inserts his identity in your name. Ah, let me come to Pastor Stan. These people are used to Pastor Doc. They can't say amen. Hallelujah. And he came to Sarah and Sarah was called Sarai. And he removed the I because he used to say, I am barren. And God removed the I and put a H at the end. So that both Abraham and Sarai have the name of God. Abraham, Sarah was not called Sarah Abraham. Like the way you are called, uh, uh, what's your first name? Louise Owino. They both were given the name of God. Because what God does, Louise is he takes his name and he inserts it into your identity. Now, the people that knew you before, they have to deal with it. Ah. I don't know. I was looking for my son, Daryl. I don't know where he is. Glory to God. I wanted to tell him to, who is this? God bless you, sir. He's playing out of my belly. Glory to God. He changed his name. So the people that gave you some names. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if Abraham had to do an affidavit to say that now he's... I'm not, why is it that your passport is Abraham and your birth certificate is Abraham? Deal with it. Hallelujah. They went to register their Mpesa number. How come you are Sarai but now you are Sarah? Deal with it. 
Hallelujah. And I like what Joy Kyoko said, that the things of God are nonsensical. And you have to deal with it. God does not owe you an explanation. He does what he wants to do. And Simon became Cephas. The man was changed. Glory to God. And nobody comes to Jesus and remains the same. Nobody comes to Jesus and their past continues haunting them. I'm speaking to people here who think that God is holding them because of their past. Let me tell you that your sins are forgiven. In the name of the Lord and your name has been changed. Glory to God. You are no longer the Kikuyu from, from Kikuyu. You are no longer the Mkamba from Machakos. You are no longer the Mjaluo from Siaya. You have become a son of God who had to be born somewhere in Kenya. My identity is not my tribe. My identity is not my job. Let me come this side. My identity is not the car that I drive. It's not whether I have a dollar or a euro account. My identity is that the H has been put in my name and now people will have to deal with the divine in the human glory to God and so the man Simon was changed to Kephas and pastor that's what happens is that they begin he begins to follow Jesus he first experiences God then he begins to follow Jesus and one day they go to the synagogue they went to Rivers Church one of those Saturdays and Jesus was the guest speaker that day Pastor Stan and Doc were sitting and Peter was there and the service was over and the Bible says that when they had come from Rivers Church they, Peter who, whose name was changed from Simon to Peter took Jesus to his house because people that have experienced God at a personal level they will take God to their homes Hallelujah. I say that you cannot take people where you have not been. Glory to God. So the man was changed by Jesus, by experiencing him. His name was changed. And after service, after the synagogue service, he took Jesus to his house. The role of Andrew was done in Peter's life. Andrew was to bring Simon to Jesus. The rest Jesus was going to do. And because Simon had encountered Jesus, he brought Jesus to his house after Sunday service or is it the Sabbath day? And when Jesus was there, it was reported that Simon's mother-in-law was unwell. Talking about community and family and many of you whose parents are unwell, you need to start taking care of them. Hallelujah. Simon was living with his mother-in-law in his house because she was sick. Glory to God. But because he had encountered the name changer, he brought the name changer home. And the name changer is also the healer. Ah. Hallelujah. When he entered that house, before he ate a slice of bread or took a cup of juice, they told him that our mother-in-law is here and she's unwell. And the Bible says that Jesus went and stood next to her and laid his hands on her. <laughs> he, did not pray. he did not pray, hallelujah, because the laying, hand, the laying on of his hands on you is prayer enough. Am I preaching in the house of God? When he lays his hands on you, every disease will come out of your body. When he lays his hands on you, every curse will be broken in your life. I said when he lays his hand on you, depression will lose meaning. You will go back to the therapist and they will think you have taken another drug. And yes, it's true, that drug is called laying on of hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the fever departed. 
So the miracle happened to the man away from home. Then the man brought the miracle worker at home. The miracle is moving from the man to his home. Hallelujah. And for those of you who are born again, I want you to know that God is able to come to your house. And that which he did to you, when Andrew invited you to him, he can come and do much more in your house. Glory to God. So the man experienced Jesus. The man Simon experienced Jesus. Then the mother-in-law experienced Jesus. If the miracle can happen in my personal life, it can happen in the house that I live in. It can happen to my mother. Am I preaching in the house of God? It can happen to my brother who has refused to stop drinking. It can happen to my dad who left us long time ago. The miracle is moving from the man to the house. And she stood up. And she ministered unto them. Hallelujah. The reason God will heal people in your family is so that they can serve him. The Bible says that he stood up, she stood up, and he began, he began to minister. The mother-in-law became a minister to Jesus Christ because she was healed by the person that the, son, that the son-in-law brought uh, to the house. Glory to God. And she began to serve them. And the Bible says, man of God, Pastor Stan, that in the evening, they brought many that were sick to Jesus. When Jesus was still in the house of Simon, what he did to the man and what he did to the mother of the man, he can do to the community of the man. Because now the miracle is moving from the man to the home. And after the home, it is moving to the community. It is moving to your neighbors. They came and they brought people that were diseased. And people that were demonized. People that were sick of diseases. And people that were possessed by devils. And the Bible says that he healed each and every one of them. And I came to declare this morning that every disease in your body can be healed today by Jesus. Hallelujah. He does not say that he healed only diabetes and left hypertension. He doesn't say that he only healed a headache and left HIV. I came to announce this morning as a servant of God that when Jesus heals you, he is able to remove every sickness from your body. The Bible says that by his strife, we were healed long time ago. The illness in your body is illegal and should come out by the power and the name of Jesus Christ. He healed the community. The man experienced Jesus. Then his home experienced Jesus. Then his community experienced Jesus. Pastor Stan, if you want to experience community revolution, it has to begin with the change of the man. Then the man will bring Jesus to the house and the wife will be changed and the children will be born again and the cousins will come to church. Am I preaching in the house of God? Then when that has happened, it will move to the gated community. <laughs> People will start asking, how come your marriage is working? It's because the miracle worker came to the house. My goodness. Glory to God. How come you have not closed your business? It's because I have encountered the miracle worker at a personal level, at a domestic level, and now it's moving to the community level. Glory to God. And he healed many of them. And he removed diseases and demons. Let me tell you, when you truly encounter God, there'll be, done, there'll be no demons in the estate you are living. I'm telling you, every witch in that estate is going to relocate. Because they will know that there is an agent of heaven here. And they lift up their voice and the atmosphere is changed by the presence of God. Glory to God. There will be no demons and there will be no diseases. 
People will be coming for fellowship in your house and they get out healed. Hallelujah. Because the man encountered Jesus, then brought Jesus to the home. The home encountered Jesus. And now people are coming to the home so that the community can encounter Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm about to finish. And the Bible says, man of God, the Bible says, if you look at the book of Luke, chapter number 5, from verse number 1, the Bible tells us, people of God, that it came to pass that on a certain day that he went to the lake of Genesaret. Hallelujah. The man has been changed. The home has been changed. The community has been changed. Because Jesus encountered, Peter encountered Jesus. And Peter brought Jesus to his home. And his home encountered Jesus. Then the community came to Peter's home. And the community encountered Jesus. Jesus saw that Peter was committed to the work with him. And the Bible says when he went to the lake, man of God, I want you to listen carefully. When he went there, the Bible says that he found two boats. There was a lakeside gospel crusade and Jesus was the preacher. And the people were pressing against Jesus and his disciples to hear the word of God. And Jesus saw he could not be able to minister properly. So he looked at the shore and there were two boats. Somebody said two boats. Hallelujah. Somebody said two boats. And the Bible says that one of the boats belonged to who? To Simon. He came to his life. He came to his home. He came to his community. And now he's coming into his business. Simon Fisherman Limited. Jesus is coming to the marketplace. If you have allowed him to come into your life and to come into your home and to come into your community, there were two boats. The boat that he chose is the boat of the person that had earlier given his life to him. He came to interfere with Peter's business. He came to change Peter's business. And the Bible says that the whole night they caught nothing. Professional fishermen, they went at the right time with the right equipment and they had the right skills. But the Bible says that they did not catch anything. And that morning, they were washing their nets. One of God, Pastor Stan, in business language, they were spending money on something that did not have a return on investment. Because they have been at the lake the whole night and you are here buying detergent and soap and you have casual workers to clean a net that did not catch anything. It was a loss-making business. Hallelujah. But if Jesus has come into your life and he has come to your home and he has come to your community, he's now coming to Afia Center 17th floor where your office is or is coming to the address 16th floor Chesa, am i speaking to you or is coming to ruaka square where you are about to open the competitor of quick mat glory to god and he sat on the instruments of business the boat was the instrumentation by which peter used to earn a living and when he sat there peter allowed his business to become a platform for the gospel hallelujah he allowed his office to become a platform for the gospel jesus stood in peter's office and preached the gospel and people got saved and after that jesus said now throw your net into the deep for a catch hallelujah he saved the man he healed his home 
He healed his community. And now he's increasing his business. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that Peter said, you know, you are a carpenter. I am a professional fisherman. What do you know about fishing? We have spent time there the whole night and we have caught nothing. But nevertheless, because you changed my name and because you healed my mom and because you healed my community, at your word, I'm going to do it. And when Jesus say, launch down into the deep for a catch, let me tell you, every tilapia in that lake had the voice of God. And they called a the conference and said, have you heard what the master has said? And the omenas were saying, as we had before you, mbutas. And the other ones, the other small fishes were saying, what is happening? He said, the master has said that we go to that net. But they said, ah, it is daytime. They said, no, no, no. The master does not know the day. And there was a competition to enter into Peter's net. I wish I was preaching in this church. The fishes began to swim to the direction where the boat that the master was in had threw the net in there. Where Jesus is, there is increase in business. The business that acknowledges Jesus as Lord. Clients are going to come like this. Ah, you say me amen. Hallelujah. The net became full until the tilapias now began jumping from the water to the boat because they are afraid of disobeying the master. The master said, every tilapia jump into this boat and they said, no, the net is full. Come, even if you're not in the net. And the net began to break. Some businesses are waiting to break even, but others are having their nets broken. Uh, let me come down here. As people are waiting to break even man of God, uh, you are going to crack. The government will begin investigating you because you have received dollars that you have never received before. I pray that you'll be investigated for money laundering. Amen. Hallelujah. For the women who have never conceived, I pray that you get triplets, that they will have to do two cesarean sections in one day. So that you can deliver things that will silence your aunties. Who thought you will never be married and you will never get babies. You will say, wait for it, baby. I am coming with quadruplets. Because where Jesus is, there is a net-breaking blessing. Do I have people in this church who believe that their nets are breaking? Let me tell you, you are going to get into problems because of the blessings. Kashuda Baha'i. Hallelujah. They will think you have used Kajuju for you to get married. She, does, she doesn't even deserve him. Wait for it. Hey, hey. Hey. Hallelujah. They don't even look good together. It doesn't matter. It is the net breaking blessing. I wish I was preaching to Joy Lindsay, but she's not saying amen. Hallelujah. It is not only the neck that began to break, the boat began to sink. The instruments of business experienced the power of God. Hallelujah. And when the boat began to sink, they had, they remembered that they had a partnership agreement with Zebedee Fisherman Limited. And they said, partners, come. Even if we didn't sign this agreement, come and reap where you did not plant. Come and take business. It's too much for us. I can't handle this. Am I speaking in the house of God this morning? When you give him the instruments of your business, he's able to make your net to break. He's able to make your boat to sink. Listen to me. Some of you, your accounts will be frozen. Because the, the blessing is too much. Asset recovery will come. And financial reporting center. 
because boat sinking is not a good experience but it is the blessing that is sinking the boat hallelujah and I pray that you begin to experience net breaking and boat sinking blessing in your marriage let your marriage be blessed until your mother thinks that you went to a witch Amen. Hallelujah. Where's Gideon? Tell him he will have a fleet of vehicles until people will think that he's a drug dealer. People will even think he's a Nigerian. Praise the Lord. Because the blessing of God make it rich and adds no sorrow. When I open my business for him, I am able to get some net-breaking blessing. Hallelujah. And I pray this week when you go out there, because the man has experienced Jesus, and the man has brought Jesus to his home, and the man has brought Jesus to his community, and the man has brought Jesus to his business. Ah, hallelujah. May that be your testimony. In the name of Jesus Christ, let there be evidence that you came to church. Ah, those amens are weak. Can you say a better amen? Let there be evidence that you worship Jesus. We are tired of faith that doesn't add up. You believe in God, but you look like you've been beaten by witches. You believe in God, but you look like you've been bewitched. You are cast. Let me tell you from today, that story is changing. The net is going to break and the boat is going to sink. He transformed the man, transformed his home, transformed his community, transformed his business. And finally, he told the man, the man came and said, forgive me, I am a sinner. And he said, from today, you are not going to be fishers, fisher of fish. You are going to be fisher of men. Yes, sir. That the entrepreneur became an apostle. I don't think you heard what I said. And the Bible says that they left all they had caught and following him and started following him. Because why should I remain with a huge catch of fish? And I, 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 can, I can live with the person that gave them to me. I am not going to be obsessed with the blessing. I will leave every blessing behind and follow the one that gave me the blessing. And when they did that, Jesus said from today, you have become a fisher of men. Experiencing Jesus started with the man, went to his home, went to his community, went to his business, and went to his ministry. Hallelujah. And you can see that before Jesus went to Peter's community and went to Peter's business and went to Peter's ministry, he first was in Peter's house. True transformation happens first at home before it happens away. Glory to God. I pray for you today that the miracle will begin from the center to the circumference. That the miracle will begin from the inside out. That the miracle will begin from within up to, uh, to the without. The miracle will begin internally before it is external. Before you experience him in your business, in your ministry, in your community. You must first experience him and then you experience him in your home. Let's stand up on our feet. True transformation is home first, then away. It can't happen in business if it has not happened in home, at home. Let me tell you, preachers of the gospel and ministers in the move and my fellow co if this prayer we make here 
and the praying we make here and the singing we do here, if it has not come from the private place, it has no power in the public place. If it has not come from home, it has no power away. You will be useless out there if your home has not experienced Jesus. The first thing is for you to experience Jesus. Then your home will experience him. Then your community will experience him. Then your business will experience him. And then your ministry is going to experience him. True transformation is home, then away. Thank you for sticking into the end. We hope you are blessed by this message. Follow us for more of these messages when new episodes drop and make sure to rate us so that more people can find out about us. Bye-bye.